Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, and CBS screwed us over again. <laughs> this should be good. And I am the Champ, and I know I'm getting old, but I just wonder, has the Olympics become a gimmick, or is it just evolving? That's a great question. I think it's gimmicky. Yep. Do you? I do. Yeah, we talked a little bit about it last week. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's really gimmicky. I'm, I'm, um, I'm bored uh, with it. What uh, I would agree on both accounts, but but tell me why you think it's gimmicky. Give me an example. Uh, like, I think I mentioned it last week, like ping pong, three-on-three uh, uh, three basketball, stuff you play in your – like I feel like okay. I'm on password, stuff you play in your driveway, stuff you play in your basement, okay. right? You know what I mean? It's, it's ridiculous. I, 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 I guess I don't find like ping pong or badminton – to be all that gimmicky what i find to be gimmicky is kind of if you will uh, in the business world known as brand extension such as like basketball like you said the three on three or now they have mixed relays um they call them mixed gender relays, yeah, right? relays. where yeah. men women men yeah. and women that type of thing and yeah. oh my gosh how many more how many more swimming events can they have on there my goodness i agree with you yeah it it is i it, it you know, I used to watch the Olympics and sit back and watch it on the couch and think, wow, that's freaking impressive. But when I watch three-on-three -three basketball, I think, like, well, I don't know. That's it's like watching my buddies play basketball in the driveway. Well, you know what it is. It, it, it's almost like watching ESPN at 2 in the morning or something like that in, in uh, you know, the middle of, uh, of November um, when there's nothing else on, right? And, and it's a flashback to seven years ago or something. It's, yeah, I, I hear you. Maybe they'll bring you. dodgeball. Like, that would be cool. You'd like that? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you know, maybe we'll talk about the Olympics a little bit later. But, so, so how did tell, – you tell me how CBS screwed us over again. Two people, Eddie Rosario and Danny Duffy. You know, um, I saw that because I, I, I really – it didn't show in, in, in my fab results, as we'll talk about. But I really did try and, and, and look at everybody that came over. And I looked up until 11 o'clock last night thinking that they, they CBS, may make a change. But their, their programs are, are, are just so antiquated and so old. I, here's what I think happened. You ready for this? Go ahead. I, I think because the two of them, Duffy and Rosario – or on the IL, that they didn't convert them over to um, uh, to open it up for Fab for us. But here's here's the funny part: if you go on CBS Sports and you type in Eddie Rosario, they already have a picture of him with the Braves hat on. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that they they won't bring Rosario over because he's on the no. on the DL, but they bring Jorge Soler over, overpaid, hitting 192. Like, well, the, well, you know what? I, I have a lot of misplaced anger with my team, so I, I think I may send a text or, or um, an email about that. How can you have a picture of him with a Braves hat on, but yet you don't have him moved? I, I think I will because I'm, I'm really upset a sternly about my worded, team, not, not about that, anything else. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure you'll get a response. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we got we, we got a busy show today. It was uh, – uh, Fabapalooza, it's the 1st of August, so we got 60 days left. Um, you know, all, all the all the trades in the America League, which will reset, and we'll, we'll, we'll start seeing some trades in the Bush League over the next week. 
Um, and we're going to start with guests this week. Our first guest is, uh, unfortunately, he's in last place. Uh, Case from the Mighty Ducks. Case, you with us? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Uh, <laughs> let, let's talk about some some things. Uh, I'm, I'm going to ask a few questions that Jamie will, but let, let, let's talk about uh, what went right and what went wrong here. Because it, it, it really started, the wheels came off pretty quickly. Yeah, it was like two weeks in and I was toast. Yeah, so what, what, <laughs> we know what went what went wrong, but that's difficult to say. But what do you think went right? Is it any, if anything? Um, it, that's tough because I I think what went right was some things that still didn't work out. Like an example of that is Cabrian Hayes. He's when he's played, he's been he was really good, but he missed. 70% or more of the season thus far. So, I mean, at, if you look at just averages, he's one of my better players, but I, he was out of my lineup the whole time. Another thing that I think went right, and I know in hindsight, looking back, you, you might say, well, how do you think this went right? But I still am going to stand by Luis Castillo as a good pitcher. I think this year if you look at his whole career when it's all said and done i think this is an outlier bad year uh and retaining him for two dollars going into the year i felt pretty good about and seeing how pitchers went in our draft i think he would have been a little higher than that uh salary wise if he was up for grabs in the auction and i know looking at it now it's like the dude has five wins his era is just through the roof his whip is through the roof his strikeouts are a little down this year but again like I I don't think that's who he is as a pitcher and if I could do that again I think I would still do the same thing and I think next year at this time you will I think it'd be seen as yeah I think that's correct and I think honestly those are my only two things I've been thinking about that the past couple weeks as I'm as obviously as I've been preparing for next season for most of this Um, funny. The, the only two things I could really find is good things that went well for me are those two things and they're not good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get that. If so, that makes sense. Yeah. You, yeah. You're saying that uh, Castillo was the right move to retain that. That's what you, yeah. Do. you, you, <clears throat> yeah. And yeah. And Betts and Freeman were worth yep. what you spent. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, Freeman was having a down year when I traded him to the stat men a couple of months ago, but I don't think anyone would be upset about starting their team season with Betts and Freeman, you know? No. And they're not on my team anymore, not because they weren't producing, but because, like, I just wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, and, and when you – and we'll get into the trade that was, that was brought up yesterday, but um, based off of, of uh, lack of production and injury – you came away with Alonzo, uh, which was which is a pretty good deal. Uh, you came yep. away with uh, Flaherty, which is a yep. pretty good deal. You came away with Clevenger, which is a flyer, but you know if he pans out, he pans out. Same with Sixto Sanchez, yep. and then Jonathan Indio, I probably gave up on a little too soon. Uh, turns out yeah. to be a pretty good player. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think worked out. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, what, what do you got before we get into the to the trade with the Hawks? Uh, all right, yeah. So, so, so first of all, case um, um, 
we, we were talking about you because um, a couple of us went out to to Cleveland this week, and we, you know, uh, me especially want to commend you for for staying in this thing and being being active because being out and having so many bad breaks early, it would have been easy to say uh, I'm going to look toward football season, but. Um, I think, um, number one, you've stayed active and made the moves, which makes the league better. But I think you've got a lot of building blocks with uh, Acuna. You're going you're gonna, it's going to be on your team. Um, Pete Alonso, I'm, I'm guessing you're going to retain uh, Clevenger, Flaherty, and Sixto Sanchez. Yeah. If you look at those five, just to begin with, that's not a bad start to uh, to build a team for 2022, correct? No, I think so, too. I'm, I'm actually pretty thrilled about it. Um, the, the only the only drawback to that, only you know, and it would be it would be great if somehow Jose Ramirez came over in the middle of next year, not middle of next year, but the beginning of, of next year. That would really make your team. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm him and even the other two American leaders I have on my team, Matthew Boyd and uh, Miguel Andihar. Yeah, getting any of those guys would be greatly beneficial for me. So while nobody wants a work stoppage next year, you particularly want the 2022 season to start on time. Definitely. Yeah, because you need to rub everybody's nose in it this year. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That, that, that's, all I, that's all I had, uh, so, Raj. Uh, let, let's talk about the trade that went down yesterday. It was, And, I'll, Jamie, I'll tell you a funny story about this. So uh, it was Saturday morning. Ballpark 9, 9.30, uh, Christy and I are sitting on the deck. I'm having coffee. I get a text from Bob Kirk saying, hey, uh, I need to confirm the cost and the retention of Ronald Acuna. So I'm thinking, all right. I'm thinking, like, all right, he's going to start shopping this guy kind of to see what, what's going to happen. And I, I respond to Bob. I said, I, I guarantee he's 350. I, I got to check on the retention years, but I think you have one more year. But let, let me verify that, and I'll get back with you. As soon as I shot the text off, I get a call from Case. Hey, what's the deal with the Acuna? <laughs> so he said, "Hey, I need you to check on Ronald Acuna." And he started, you know, talking. I said, uh, "Let me just stop you there, because I know you and the Hawks are involved in something at this point. So <laughs> let me let me get back with you." <laughs> yeah. So Wait. how did that come up, Case? How did who initiated and and how? how painstaking was it to make the deal or was it pretty smooth? Yeah. Well, first off, it was pretty smooth. We had a deal pretty much set after two text messages. He sent me one and I sent him one in return and we had a verbal agreement on a trade right away. Um, it started off, Bob asked if I was willing to part with Luis Castillo and he offered me uh, the minor league Padres shortstop Abrams in a trade uh, I told him, like, I didn't think – I have a lot of guys like Abrams, in a sense, like unproven players, like Jonathan India. I know he's been up this whole year and he's played pretty well, but he's a young player, and who knows, like, he might not be good, you know? Yeah. Like, you, you, don't, you don't know that. He's been up for – played Major League Baseball for five months. Um and I also have a couple other guys, such as Nico Horner, who I would put in that same category, who are guys who've had good years, but uh, they're just not like set in stone players. So I right away countered, uh, "I'll give you Castillo and another player for Acuna." I'm, I don't think I, 
I have a the space, or it would be pointless for me to make a trade for another minor league sure. hopeful. Yeah. Um, and right away he said, "Yeah, deal." You know, like that works. <laughs> um, so it, it it was pretty easy, and obviously for Bob, like he's getting two like awesome, awesome players. Well, awesome relatively, but yeah. a good hitter and a and a relatively somewhat good pitcher, at least somewhat good this year. Um, so yeah, that this trade yesterday went pretty smoothly. And truthfully, since the moment Acuna got hurt, I've been trying to get him. Um, uh, but okay. at the time, like Bob was first place all by himself, and now that's not the case. So I think he was more willing to let go of him. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, hey, can I can I ask ahead. a quick question? Two yeah. quick questions for your um, case. Um, when when did he contact you um, about the trade? He, yesterday morning. Like I oh, I wow. went okay. morning. I, I got to work and I pulled out my phone and I saw the text from Bob Kerr. Okay. All right. Yeah. And, and and my other question for you is, are, are you done wheeling and dealing, or, or are you still open for business this 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 week? Um. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't think I'm ever closed okay. for business. Um, like anything that can help me get better, and if it if I feel like a trade will help me get better down the road, then I'm yeah, I'm happy to do it. I will okay. say that I wasn't shopping anymore. I personally, I wasn't reaching out to people at this point anymore mm-hmm. uh, because I was pretty content with the returns that I've gotten for the trades that I've made already. As you guys mentioned, getting Pete Alonso and India and Clevenger and Sixto and Flaherty. I was like pretty comfortable. I was like, if this is what I'm going into with next year, I'm content with that. Um, I feel pretty good about those returns. So I was just kind of hanging back and willing to talk, but I wasn't reaching out. And I'd say it's the same way at this point. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I agree with Jamie and and whoever else he was speaking with on that trip is that uh, I I felt like he, it, yeah, by mid-April, it, it looked bleak, but you kept hanging in there and, and um, making deals to make your team better, not just now, but uh, in the future, which is which is really the spirit of, of what we're supposed to be doing here. Um, with that being said, uh, who, who do you think is going to be in the top three this year? I mean, and if you can, put, put them in order. Yeah, that, that's a tough question because of the past week. Um, and with the trades and injuries that have went down, like I, if you would have asked me this two weeks ago, I would have thought the top three right now as the Statman, the Stewart Hawks, and the Lakers, I don't see how that was going to change. But at this point, like the Lakers are clearly done. Um, so I'm, I was kind of looking through that kind of stuff this morning, and I know that – uh, the dudes have had some poor performances, especially from some pitchers that he was probably counting on to have better seasons. But at this point, I, I see a, 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 him as the best opportunity to finish third. And I still think Bob has the best team, even though he's currently not in first anymore. So I think if I had to put him, rank him, I would say Sewer Hawk, Statman, and dudes would be the top three at the end of the year. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this was good. J- Jamie, do you got anything else? No. Hey, Case, uh, just just appreciate you coming on. Um, 
you're, you're, you're very well spoken and um, you thought through this. So uh, I'm assuming you got that from your mom. So I uh, appreciate you, uh, you doing <laughs> <Nope>. that. <laughs> yeah, no, anytime I'm happy to come on and chat with you guys about my bad team. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We appreciate it. Thanks. Yep. Keep listening, Case. Yeah, of course. Uh, all right. Okay, Jamie, you still with us? I am, uh, unfortunately, yeah, for that, me. That was good. And, you know, I, I, haven't, was. I haven't looked at those moves that he made, but he's, yeah, he's, he's kind of in a pretty good spot for considering where he started with this season. Uh, uh, honestly, I, I, I think, um, you know, this could be a playbook for the future. I mean, he, uh, he he's had a historically bad year, so not everybody can do this. But if you can man, keep managing so that, you know, you keep the honesty of the league, but also keep an eye toward the following year, I don't think anybody has a problem with that. And I, I think you may see more people, should they find themselves in this position, doing that um, in future years. Yeah, uh, and I, I, I forgot about those two American League guys. And I'm not sh- I mean, there, anything's possible, and you know when you're talking about trades. But that Miguel Andahar thing is is kind of uh, intriguing to me. It's, Actually, I I I really like um, Jose Ramirez, well, and yeah. I think he's a good player. I saw him, and you know if he gets traded in the offseason, because you don't know what the Guardians are going to do, um, that could be a nice addition for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think Jose Ramirez is a better player too. I was thinking about Andahar being dealt, but um, yeah. Yeah, I mean you're right. If even if he hits on one of them, that's yeah. that's a big deal. Yeah, that's a, that's a real big deal. And uh, India with with uh, Mustakas going out right after I traded India, uh, that left him an opening to play every day. And yeah, he's, he's taking he's advantage of it. Yeah. He looks really good. Yeah, he's hitting two seventy nine. He's got fifty seven run score. He steals some bases, ten homers. Look 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 at his look at his on base percentage. Yeah. What, what is it? So uh, his. His on-base percentage, where is this? Stupid CBS, man. Well, I'm not going to use CBS. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna go to baseball reference because I can't stand. He's got a 403. Yeah, all right. So that's pretty nice, right? He's an 836, over- 836 OPS. Yeah. Yeah, so it's good for him. Yeah. Um, and, of course, Alonzo. And, and uh, yeah, I, 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 think he, I think he set himself up considering how bad it was in the beginning of the year. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, let's uh, move on to the standings review. So, overall, uh, we're still sitting. The Statman Sewerhawks at 81.5 and 81, respectively. Lakers, uh, 76.5, sitting at third. And then you got the Bulls at 61. Dudes at 47. I'm at – or 57. I'm at 50 57. And a half. Yeah. yeah, you're at 48. 45, 37, and 12. So, um, not much change. You know, when you look at the period, uh, me and the Bearcats had a big week this week. Yeah, you did. Along with the Lakers. You did. Yeah. So, Lakers had a real good week, and then he lost four four players. So, that's going to be tough. Bulls had a good week. Sewerhawks at 61. um, Statman at 60, all the way down. What what happened to you this week? Uh, Number one, uh, Institutional mismanagement by me. Um, nobody, nobody playing and bad performances. 
I'd rather I'd rather talk about the positive and what positive happened for you. Uh, was it was it all Joey Bats? Joey Bats. All those years I beat him up for not for taking walks instead of hitting the ball. <laughs> now it's working out. Way to go, Joe. Now you're doing your yeah, job. Yeah, right. Right. Um, Seven home runs in the week. Yeah, that guy's killing the baseball. Yeah, so I, I think what helped me, I had a really good pitching week considering I had Alec Mill and, and again, uh, Tawan Walker getting beat up. Uh, everybody else pitched well at 39 Ks. Uh, I think I had I think I had four wins. Um, you did. Yeah. You, had, you had three by um, three guys that had no earned runs, and that was Peralta, Rogers, and Maley. Yeah, um, yep. Um, and then, yeah, I had some stolen bases, which surprises me every time I see that on the – on the daily update, I, I still struggle with the, <laughs> I still struggle with the OPS, man. I, I just, I can't get a rhythm on this thing. You know, it's just, what, what, what do you mean you struggle with the struggle with it as a category or, 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 or how to kind of predict it? What, what, what do you tell What are you saying? My team, like I, oh, okay. I had 11 homers and which, which is a pretty good number for a week. And I'm third, I had 70, 730 OPS, which puts me in, Eighth, so it, like it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like it should match. If you're leading the league in homers for a week, you should be up higher in OPS. Unless I got guys. Uh, taking I, I, I see what you're saying. Okay. Do you understand what I mean? I, I, yeah. I, I do. I I, I, I do. Um, yeah. Um, everybody else kind of. Eh, eh, I don't know. And, I don't and, know. I, I wish I wish I could explain it. And I I was down in RBIs because I had one guy hitting the homers. <laughs> So I yeah, and they were they were a lot of solo homers. That's that. okay though. It's better than a walk. Better than a walk. It helps yeah. my OPS, right? Of course, not that much because yeah. it's not it's not increasing. But um, yeah, a pretty good week. And I think at one point I was in fifth. Um, and when I texted you, I said, "Hey, I'm either going to be in fourth or seventh because I got Tuan Walker and Alex Mills pitching tonight." <laughs> so yeah, and I kind of you know what? As once. I look at the weekly stats, I do see what you're saying. Eleven eleven home runs. And your second, uh, third to last in OPS. I mean, you expect me with four home runs to have an OPS yeah. of seven hundred. Yours is seven thirty. You had eleven home runs. You had, you had almost three times as many home runs as me. Yeah. So that's like it's three times as many hits, right? In the OPS wow. world. Yeah. So I don't. I don't get. Yeah. It. I just can't get a rhythm on it. I guess I got guys taking the collar, too many of them, which mm. is bringing it way down. So anyway. Um, so let's talk about the overall stuff. I mean, Case had mentioned that um, he thinks the Sewer Hawks are going to pull this out. And the dudes are going to uh, pull themselves out of the fourth, fifth area, which he usually hovers in, and get into third. Any thoughts on that? Um, I, 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 like, I like his prediction. Um, as we talk about, as, as we, we'll get into Fab, I, fab and trades. I, I, I think that the, the Hawks are doing are obviously putting themselves in, in a good position. Although we don't know what trades the um, statmen are going to come up with with this week. Um, I mean, the, the fact that he's got um, Catchies on the uh, on, on the IL, and you had sent me that that text about him, and I'm telling you, his shoulder is is just not right. I I don't root for the injuries, but are you surprised by this at all? No, and and this is what the third time he's had an issue with it. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. bad. I kept saying this all season long. Remember, we were kind of kidding around, and yeah. I I said, yeah, and, until Tatis goes out again with that shoulder, I don't. 
he probably needs surgery, and he's probably going to try and play through that. But I, I can't imagine a, uh, a sh- shoulder surgery is going to be anything under six months. Do you from rehabilitation process? Well, it depends what it is. I mean, if he, if, you know, if they have to tight, if it's just clearing some stuff out, I don't know. If it's a mm. like, I, I don't know what his exact injury is. It, yeah, it, it's a slight dislocation the first time, right? That's what it yeah. was, I, I think, back in you know early part of the season. Um, yeah. So, who, did he end up on a DL or no? Yes, he did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, we. You know what we need? We need. We need a class in the kinetic chain and see. You know, this affects this, which affects this. Oh yeah. What were you That's talking a about? Too like deep. anatomy type stuff. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's interesting. Uh, maybe that's something we can do. Yeah, you know, my medical knowledge is... is oh, no, we'd have to bring zilch. someone in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Well, yeah. actually, when, when, when Rick's done his, uh, his his brewing career in two or three years, he can probably move on to medical school next. <laughs> I think he's running out of GI Bill. So, <laughs> well, that's going to stop. <laughs> he's not paying for it. All right, um, all right, so let's get into the fab real quick. Well, I guess we can't do it real quick. Everyone bought... Oof. Every owner bought someone. Yeah. Right, and we had there's 20... some, there's, well, you know the old saying, uh, there's somebody for everybody. Right, <laughs> and there's 20, 23 players were were added to teams this week. Um, yeah, and I usually go by by groups. All right, so let's start with the Sewer Hawks. Uh, Dylan Maples, you know anything about him? Um, I, I'm assuming once again that the Sewer Hawks are trying to uh, to find a, a a closer on the cheap. Okay. Yeah, and he's still in the uh, DL right now. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I, I think the Sewerhawks had the best uh, had the best fab. Then he he picked up uh, Nick Madrigal, second baseman. Madrigal. 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 Yep. Yeah. Um, and I think he's out for the year. He, he, he is. He is. I, I I think I, I think the Sewerhawks are looking probably for him to be a retention. Pick. Did, yeah. Wait, did he do that as a, as a retention pick? He put him in an open fab. I have to double check yeah. that. But yeah, that's what he yeah. did. Yeah, which is going to be interesting because um, he, he's kind of—he's your kind of player, Nick Madrigal. Have you seen him at all? No, I don't watch the junior circuit. Okay, all right. He's—I don't, I don't know—five eight, five nine, five ten, second baseman, uh, contact hitter. Um, okay. I, I mean, he—he he has a. Apparently the guy's a wizard with the uh, with the bat, but I don't, I'm I'm not sure how much OPS you're going to get from him. But you know, young player out of Oregon State, so oh yeah, they they put out wait some Oregon. Players. I think okay. it was Oregon. Right. I I apologize. Okay, then he picked up your guy Rowdy Telez. Yeah, well that that this is part of the institutional failure on my part. Uh, um, <clears throat> yeah, I gave up on Telez last week because he wasn't playing. Then as soon as I gave up on him, you you know, um, the, the Brewers start playing him. So whatever, I hate him. And that looks like it's it for the Sewerhawks, right? Did I missed someone. Excuse me. Th- that's it. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. Sewerhawks got two more really good players. They got Jorge Soler and Kyle Gibson. Oh man, th- this is two pages today. Jorge Soler. <laughs> Jeez, and Kyle Gibson for thirty bucks. Yeah. All right. So, so, so here's the thing. Jorge Soler, if, if he's like he was in 2019. I mean, he was wasn't he the home run champ in or was it last year? I, I, no, I think it was 2019. He was the AL home run champ. 19. So, yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. So Atlanta is not a bad place to hit. So he could, um, you know, his career could really turn around. That could be a huge pickup for both the Braves and the Hawks. And we'll see about Kyle Gibson. His his last few starts weren't so great. Um, his home run, um, his home run per nine is is way down this year. And, and and I wonder if it was depressed because of that new ballpark in Texas. I'd be interested to see what happens when he's in Philadelphia. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think who he's going to re- – well, I guess he moved him – I, I guess he's going to move Tukey Toussaint out and put Gibson there. Uh, probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, And I've been to Texas, and that that's a – yeah, I'm not sure what, what, what kind of field that is, you know, that dome and all that. But anyway. Yeah. Um, okay. And then uh, we'll start with you. Uh, how do you say that, oh. guys? Trey? Trey Barrera? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barrera. Uh, um, so, so just just real quick for me, I, I, I don't know. My my fab, as I rank it, was either ninth or 10th um, yesterday. Um, I, I put in, I had 21 different bids, and, and this is the best. Again. I just obviously bid too low, and there were certain players I was looking for. Um, like when we get to, um, uh, um, gosh, I forget which team, Luis Gonzalez ended up on. Um, okay. All right. It was it was the Rebs. It was Sam's team. Yeah. I mean, I I thought I was in line for him. I couldn't even get him. So it was just bad. So let's press on. And you picked up Jesus Lazardo. Yeah, which they've already put to the, give, they sent him to the minors. So once again, it's, it's just he, he he didn't even have a cup of Connor Joe in the National <laughs> League yet. <laughs> He's having a rough year. Uh, they, yeah, the Soundbomb brothers are struggling in Fab. Uh, and and. Uh, they were the only two. Uh, the only two that I won, yes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yep. Like I said, I, I bid on, you know, yeah, whatever. Okay. Um, it's a disaster. Then we go to, we'll go to the Bear, uh, well, we'll go to the Dudes. Uh, Kiebert, the Dudes, okay. Kiebert Ruiz, I bid the exact same thing and I lost in a tiebreaker. I don't know how that stuff works. I lost in a tiebreaker to him. Same, same cost. Kiebert Ruiz. Hmm. So, well, whatever. Um, and, and he's a long shot anyway. I mean, I, I think he's going to play, but I, I don't know if he's going to play. And if he doesn't well, play, I don't well, know how good he is. Here, here's the interesting part is, is, is that uh, he went to the Nationals, correct? Yeah. Well, I have that Trace Barrera. Um, but I, I want to say the Nationals picked up another catcher in, um, in, in the trading deadline. So, I'm guessing they may keep Ruiz until next year, but you, you never know. Yeah, and you never know how good he is. You know what I mean? He, yeah. He's supposed to be a big uh, big hit for that. And I think that's the only guy that dude's picked up. Yes, Okay. it, it is. All right. Uh, then we'll go to me, uh, Luin, Luin Diaz. Picked him up for a dollar, dropped out of Pujols, and we'll see what happens. Wait, is that all you did though, well, or did you put in? Well, I, you know, you I, just said you just talked about Ruiz. Yeah. yeah, I had about fifteen things in there as well. Okay, so you did the same thing and just yeah. got yep. beat like me. Yeah. Um, okay. The Ducks pick up uh, Yadiel Hernandez, left fielder for the Nationals. Um, I yep. have no idea who's going to play in that team right now. Oof, it's bad. They really yeah. did sell off, didn't they? They did, and I think that was the only pickup for the Ducks. Uh, Bearcats. Yes, it Bearcats was. are pretty busy. Yeah, Brian Miller for two bucks, left fielder from uh, the Marlins. Yep. Um, Lane Thomas. 
I put a bid in for him. I guess I didn't bid high enough for him. I don't. I, he wasn't in the lineup yesterday. I don't. I, I'm, I'm assuming someone's got to play the outfield for him. So, <laughs> um, it, it, it's probably it was probably time for him to move on um, from yeah. from St. Louis because yeah. the last two years he just hasn't looked like the player that he could have been in 19. Yeah, and I don't know if they have if they're giving him the lease to work stuff out playing every day. Um, and then Bearcats pick up Kyle Finnegan. Yep. Another national for 15 bucks. And Ian Kennedy for the Phils. So isn't, isn't uh, you know, I, I think Finnegan is, might be the closer. Um, yep. And Ian Kennedy is probably going to be the closer in Philadelphia, right? Well, they're going to give him a shot. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be a closer. But they're certainly giving the opportunity. Uh, well, you, 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 you first got to get past Pittsburgh. Good gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's why I tell you. Like, that's why we didn't make a move. It's a joke. Um, well, you, you know, we, we heard Case. He's, he's given up on them already. He's moving on. Yeah, I, I just couldn't watch the 7 nothing against the Pirates. It's a joke. Well, I, don't, I don't blame you. That's a bad Pirates team. Yeah, they're bad. <laughs> Yeah, uh, then we'll go to Lakers, uh, Brian De La Cruz, another Marlin outfielder, because we're, we're all trying to figure out who's going to play there. Um, and then for... Are you surprised by that bid for, for De La Cruz? I mean, he has some late minor league numbers. Uh, maybe it's this type of thing where he wanted them. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, okay. I, I got the money. I, 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 I'm going to take a shot at this guy. Um, it, and... It, Interestingly enough, I, you know, kudos to the whole league because the Marlins outfield, Miller, Sierra, and Dela Cruz all picked up yesterday. Yeah, and I have the other guy. So, yeah, someone's got to play. Uh, and then, it, yeah, it's the Lakers picked up uh, Sierra, the, the outfielder for yep. the Marlins. And Marlins, yep. Josh Van Meter, uh, second baseman for the Diamondbacks. He had a cup of comments for me. Yeah, I put in a bid for Van Meter and Sierra. Okay. Yeah, I dropped Van Meter last week when I picked up uh, the 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 hammer, uh, Rodolfo Castro. He actually had a hit that wasn't a homer this weekend. So So we were we were at that game um, against the Brewers Wednesday night and he crushed two balls Did he? into left field. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that pow at least, you know, based upon the, those two at bats, that power's real. Yeah, he, he attacks the baseball too. Like he doesn't yeah. mess around. Uh, Lakers also picked up uh, Sergio Alcantara, third baseman for the Cubs, for ten bucks. Yeah, he's probably going to play. Yeah, um, and then we'll move. My skipping anyone? Statman. Statman pick up Tyler Clippert makes it another appearance in the Bush League. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I put a bid in for Tyler Clippert as well. Okay, we lost that one. Yep. And yeah, he he may close. He might, he might be the leading candidate to close with sure. the Diamondbacks. Yeah, uh, I think that was his only pickup for the night. All right. Uh, Bulls pick up Brandon Drury for the Mets. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure what uh, what, what, what he's going to do, but, I mean, who am I to say? And he picked up Brett Anderson. Uh, I feel like this guy's been around a couple times. I feel like his and, name And I feel up. like he's been around a couple times with the Bulls, so. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably spent like $20 on Brett Anderson. <laughs> I put a bid in for Brett. Uh, obviously, 6 bucks uh, is a little steep. For me, I, I just, I, yeah. Um, and I think that was his only pickups. And we dropped him. Those two, yep. Paola yeah. Espino, which I feel like was he was just dropped the other, the other week. Does that man have him? Someone had him. I don't remember who yeah. had him. 
he drops Jake Arrieta finally. Uh, and then uh, the Rebs pick up Luis Garcia, second baseman for the Nats, uh, for 11 bucks. That was exhausting, wasn't it? Oh, my gosh. You, you know what it was kind of this This week's fab was kind of like Thanksgiving dinner, right? All that's left is the carcass of the bird now. I mean, it, it, it is so picked over. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but sometimes you get a, you know, you get a piece of meat in there. Sometimes. I don't know. Uh, uh, you know what I'm looking at is a soup bone right now. <laughs> All right. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Bush League trades. Uh, Luis Castillo for Brian Hayes. Um, Luis Castillo, Brian Hayes for Ronald Acuna, David Peralta. Peralta we didn't talk about with Case. I guess he was just a, just kind of a filler. Um, what, what, what are your thoughts about the, the coming week? Trade deadline is the fifth. Um, well, obviously, I see what both teams are are, are doing. Um, the Hawks get two two people that two players that that, that are playing. Um, Cabrian Hayes, um, if he shows anything this year, can be retained. Although it's not as cheap as I thought it was going to be, it'll probably be a two dollar retention pick for twenty twenty two. Yeah. Um, I, I I thought that the, the the Hawks did a really good job in Fab and and. I'm sensing that the Hawks and the Statmen, they were really friendly. They were chummy uh, to the point of nausea in, uh-huh. in Cleveland. Tom and I commented on that. But I think it was some gamesmanship going on between the two of them. Um, you, you know, it was interesting. If I can just get to my text here real quick. Um, the Hawks sent it to, um, to, to, to Bill and Bob Fries. And this is right after the trading deadline. He said, after further review, the crop of players coming to the NL is really not inspiring. And I don't know if that was gamesmanship or not, but I think he's done a good job. He, the, the Hawks, have done a good job putting themselves, continue to put themselves in in position to win this. Yeah, so I feel like um, I feel like we're going to get a counter from Bill. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And possibly the dudes or the Bulls. Possibly, possibly. You, you you think the Lakers? I mean, the Lakers are, are they've pulled within five. Do you, do you think that they're done? Do you, do you think that they're going to let this? Um, because we had looked um, not to seal your thunder. Um, are you going to talk about the players lost later? Yeah, we. Will. I don't want to interrupt. Yeah, but I, okay. I, I was looking at the Lakers, and I don't think he's going to drop out a third. But I don't think he has the spots to move. I I, I just I I don't know if he has enough. If if he's okay. close enough in categories to to really make a move, well, I mean, per the standings, he's only, he's only five. I mean, he gained five points the, uh, the, this week. So, um, I mean, he's only he's only five points away. I, I don't know within so, each category, but so he still's got a shot. I'm, I'm looking at pitching. He he could overcome the Statman in ERA. It, it's it's. It's a easily. Yeah. Well, yep. yeah. I mean, the stat men have good pitchers too, so I don't know how easy it is, but it's, it certainly can happen. Uh, K's, if you had Clayton Kershaw, you could. <laughs> K's. I'm not sure if he can make up 50 K's in two months. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Something, somebody goes down for the, for the, for the well, stat okay. men or something like that. And you'll keep, you start plugging away. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, that's only, that's only picking up, uh, what? Six strikeouts a week. Yeah, I, I'm saying all, the things being, weeks? All, all things being equal. Like, you know, Statman doesn't lose people. I'm just saying that, I mean, you, you, you can't count on someone getting hurt. 
Well, I'm not. I'm not. You know, just I'm just saying it. If he picks up somebody that's that's really good, he could probably. Yeah, that could happen. Like Peralta. It's not out of the realm of possibility. How about that? Yeah, like Freddie Peralta. That could that could boost him in case. <laughs> All right. Uh, saves. I'm not. I'm not sure if he can pass the Sewer Hawks. I just don't. I don't Let's know see. who's closing for. Yeah. For uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the two of them had done in in terms of. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I think you're right. And the wins, he could easily lose points as he. And I don't think. Yeah, I mean, he may be able to gain six wins plus six wins, but he could easily lose points as well. Uh, yeah, there's 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 a whole host of people behind him, and yeah. if that happens, um, yeah, yeah, I mean. I'm only three behind, and that's a four-point loss. Yeah, but again, if you he has Kershaw, I'm not going to get. I'm not going to catch him. So if you have, or, or Peralta, I'm not going to. Or Peralta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope you listen, Rick. You better be listening, because <laughs> Bill is. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, I, I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's going to drop out of third. But you know, I could be wrong. Unless the dudes of the Bulls, you know. Come knocking on someone's door. Um, so we talk about trades in the in the Bush League. Uh, I think the Lakers really took a hit, but let's go through this. So the Bearcats lost Brad Han and Joachim Soria. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Turner and Daniel Hudson moved, but stayed within the National League, um, which should, should should help them, help yeah, both of them. Uh, I don't know about Hudson. Hudson was set up to be the uh, Nationals closer. Um, one's hand was dealt, but or is dealt a bad hand. Um, either way, but Trey Turner should 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 thrive in L.A. Yeah, um, I had one guy move. Escobar stayed in the National League, so I'm, I'm good there. Uh, that's a nice move. Yeah, that's. I, I think he's he might get rejuvenated here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bulls had Tyler Anderson. I'm not sure how, how big of a loss that is. And Rich Rodriguez goes to Atlanta. I guess he's going to split with. Uh, well, who do they have? Will Smith. Will Smith, yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess he'll lose some saves there. Um, yes. Dudes didn't have anyone. No, no, nobody lost. Nobody moved. At least that was. I think I looked at this on Friday or Saturday, so I don't know. Um, I think it's accurate. Yeah, and the Ducks didn't lose anyone either. Right. Yeah. Or no moves. Yeah. Or no moves. Uh, and then the Lakers lost Sterling Marte, Anthony Rizzo, Kyle Schwarber. Spencer Howard, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure about, you know, how much of an effect Spencer Howard is. And the he also lost Yimmy Garcia. Oh, a, right, yeah. right. That's a good one. That was, you know, that was probably, I probably cut it off from the, the previous week or something like that. Yeah. What do you think about the, the move of Scherzer to L.A.? I, I, I'm stunned that the Dodgers got him and Trey Turner. Like, I'm just completely shocked. There's no, how does that happen? I don't know. It, it's like a joke. You know, it, wow. yeah, that, that's why I hate them. I, I'm starting to hate them more. Like, are you telling me <laughs> these four guys are that good where you're giving up it, like that's uh, Yeah, whatever. I, I don't know. I, so, I think the Nats got right. They should. Yeah. Hey, can, can I rail for a second here? Okay. So, so the other move besides the Lakers, besides Scherzer moving to L.A., um, John Lester moved from the Nationals to St. Louis. Okay, so this is this is the Cardinals' big pickup. Okay, you guys complain about the Phillies, all right? 
They got like a 38-year-old John Lester, a left-hander, got a 37-year-old J.A. Happ, another 37-year-old, right? Yeah. Um, they have Wade LeBlanc, a left-hander, that's 37. Uh, this is what the Cardinals do. I don't. I mean, if, if they had Bill and Jim Kalate, they would have five left-handers that are, just, you know, ready for senior, uh, ready for uh, Social Security. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't. I, I was shocked when they traded for Lester. I just. I didn't understand it. Unless they uh, just have. No I, do you like him? I. I. I think Lester's. I. I think he's Cole Hamels. That's what I think he is. Uh. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know. I don't understand. That that's why I, yeah. you know, I'll turn on the first couple innings, see what the Cardinals do. But that's bad. Uh, and then moving on, the Hawks lost uh, Josh Harrison and John Gant. Not that big of a deal. Which? Nope. Yeah, you lost Jan Gomes. Yeah, not a big deal either. Okay. Uh, Statman lose uh, Chafin and Kimbrel's kind of a big deal. Yeah, yeah, because, well, look at that. And, and, and Bill counters by losing Kimbrell. He counters with, with hopefully getting uh, Tyler Clipper, who's been around forever. So that's a huge, if you look at, if you look at the standings, that's huge for, for, for Bill. Um, you know, he has 39 saves. You're behind with 33, and I have 32. You know, any slip up there could, could be problematic for him. So, you know, the only way to send that off is let's just say he got somebody like a Josh Hader or Heath Henry. <laughs> you you want to you want to add anything to that? I don't I don't think Tyler Rogers is going to make a difference. Okay, all right. I was giving you an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just being honest. Um, <laughs> hey, this is a Bush League podcast. There's no time for honesty yeah. here. Yeah, uh, I'm just being realistic. Uh, all right. So and then uh, Adam Duvall, which we 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 kind of predicted uh would be yeah we called that one yeah a little surprise jesus aguilar didn't move hey how about this how about this no i I, no i'm not surprised that aguilar didn't move because i would like you know i'd like to think he was a piece there but but how about how about the braves just retooling their whole offense right um they they picked up duvall they picked up um uh peterson earlier um jorge soler and eddie rosario is going to be be joining them so Good for the Braves for being in this. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Yeah, they they revamped. They, yeah, the whole the whole outfield. Yeah, yeah. completely changed. Uh, Aguilar's is he'll be thirty two here next year. Oh, okay. Wow, I apologize. I didn't think he was going to. Yeah. Maybe an off season deal, right? Yeah, and he was selected off waivers by the Rays. So. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm a little, and he and he makes four million dollars. That's a nice little piece for an American League team to drop a left-handed DH first baseman that's hit the crap. Well, don't don't don't, don't, yeah. don't forget the DH is coming to the NL next year. Yeah. Coming to a ballpark near you. I don't know if Jesus Aguilar is in the long-term plans of the Marlins. That's all I meant. Okay. Uh, and then the Rebels they got Baez and Bryant that moved within the National League. How, how does that affect him, Baez and Bryant move? I, I guess the Bryant move to San Francisco probably depresses the offense just a bit. Yeah, I, I would say. I, that. I think Baez is going to be Baez, don't you think? Uh, yeah, I think I think he's going to be the same player. Yeah. Do, do you think the Mets? Do you think the Mets hold on to him and the Giants hold on to Bryant? When I say hold on to him, signing them um, for next year. Well, I think the Giants should. 
I, I think, uh, yes. Yeah, I think the Giants should hang on to him. Uh, I, I don't know if the Mets need Baez long term. I thought the Mets did a pretty good job. I mean, they got biased. They didn't have to give up McNeil or, or J.D. Davis. or You know, they really give up a lot. So uh, okay. I, I thought they did a pretty good job. And when Lindor comes back, it's a pretty nice infield there. Well, I, I think the Mets gave up uh, Crow Armstrong. Um, sure. Who was, I, I think he was their number one, number one draft choice a couple years ago. So, so I guess we'll, we'll, we'll see there. Um, I'm kind of surprised. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that the Mets did that deal. I, I think... Lindor being hurt pushed them in that direction because, I mean, part of the reason why they got uh, Jonathan VR was to cover for those short periods or Luis Guillorme. Um And I guess Lindor being out, you know, six weeks and, that, and the Mets being in, you know, first place, I guess kind of forces them into that move. Yeah, no, no, I, I think it was good. And, and, yeah, I know who that Crow Armstrong guy is, but, I mean, Paul Wilson was the number one pick, too, at one point. <laughs> yeah, the Mets have a, uh, a history of messing up first-round draft choices, don't they? Yeah. So the only other thing that surprised me, I thought the Phillies gave up on Spencer Howard pretty quickly. I don't, like, I, so, I, I don't know what they got back. They got, they got something back that Kyle Gibson is better than Spencer Howard right now. But, I, it's, it's, I mean, we're in third place and we just lost two in a row to the Pirates. Like, I, don't, I think we gave up on them a little quick, no? Uh, well, I, I don't know much about Spencer Howard. I haven't seen him pitch. Was he was he a first or second round draft choice? Yeah, I think he was a high pick. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But but I, here's what mitigates that a little bit is is that they have Gibson signed into a reasonable contract into 2022. So he's not just a one year addition and he's gone. So that that will help mitigate. But I, I, again, Phillies fans, if you don't do it this year, next year doesn't look so bright either. Yeah, Case and I actually had a conversation. I wondered if they should quietly shop Harper in the offseason because this isn't working out. Uh, it's, uh, what are you going to do? Are you going to eat some of that contract? I, unless you trade him to the Dodgers. I, I don't know who's going to want to pay, pay for that. I think he's I young mean, enough. Con- he, I think he's young enough where, uh, yeah, I, I think he's young enough now where you can still get away with it. You wait another year or two, and then you're going to end up paying. Okay, I, I agree, because you, you, what you don't want to do if you're the Phillies is get yourself into an Arenado-type deal. No, no, I, I don't think they would do that. You know? Yeah. Hey, let, let, me, let me ask you about your Phillies, because remember one of the things that they said about Kapler is that he just couldn't handle the bullpen. Um, bring in Girardi in, you know, he knows how to handle the bullpen. Uh, where has the last year and a half shown you? What have you seen? That it doesn't matter who's making the decisions. The guys can't get anybody out. Okay. So you think this is like a curse? You think Ian Kennedy's going to be afflicted with this? I don't know if it's a curse. I just think – I don't think Ian Kennedy's that good, so I don't know. Like, <laughs> It's not like we brought in Mariano Rivera here. Let's, let's everybody chill out. You know, it's well, a guy nobody that they is. threw in that you thought, like, hey, they want to throw in Kennedy. All right, let's see if he works in the bullpen. If not, we'll just cut him. I mean, like, what, right. what's the plan with Ian Kennedy? I don't know. There would be one. That's that's a really good that's a really good point. Trying to bridge it to next year to what? I don't know. Yeah, I I don't I I I, I could care less about Ian Kennedy. Okay, he's thirty six years old. He's he's been up and I mean he hasn't pitched effectively in a long time. 
and um, he's signed through this year. Then he makes a hundred thousand dollars. Hundred? No. Well, he makes a more million? than that, but yeah, it must be a typo. But it, he he probably makes league minimum. Gotcha. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure what the what the deal is with him, but anyway. Um, I'm sure it was the type of thing of, hey, throwing Kennedy, too, because, I don't know, maybe he'll work in the bullpen because nothing else is. Um, okay, so, we, you know, going over the trades, you know, we talked about it last week, the Major League trade, once that settles, that dust settles, then the Bush League will, will readjust to that, and it's starting to now with the uh, Acuna-Castillo-Brian uh, Hayes trade. Uh, we still got two guys out there with Rosario and Danny Duffy, which I'm sure – will will be bid on heavily uh, this week. Um, it, just another note, and I don't know, we're, we're not going to go through it this week, but um, we put out there last week about a, a Olympic sport and, and uh, a type of beer that if, if, we, if we named the beer after you, what would it be? Uh, we had a few guys that respond, so we'll give it another week. Yeah, that, 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 that sounds fair. Mm-hmm. Hey, can you remind everybody about – Two things for you. Well, number one, can you remind everybody about the trading deadline? And then number two, I'd like to know your thoughts on what's going to happen this week in Bush League trades. If you think there's going to be a lot of activity, like in Major League Baseball, or is it going to be much ado about nothing? Uh, trade deadline's 5 August. Close of business, okay. 5 August. Uh, it doesn't have to be cleared. It just needs to be submitted by the 5th of August. Okay. Um, so that everything will be clear by Sunday night, and you can add your guys in Monday. We won't have any carry over um as far as this week if i were the bulls and the dudes i'd be i'd be knocking on doors i'd be i'd be picking up the phone okay yeah fair enough i would i i don't know if they are like that um but i would i I would definitely be picking up the phone what would you do if you were the uh, lakers i'd wait to see if someone contacted me i i i would i wouldn't he doesn't have a lot of trade capital. That, that's the problem. He's got Ramos, um, but with Bryant being traded to the Giants, and although their their outfield's not that good, I I, I would I would shop Ramos. I, I would pick up the phone and shop Ramos to see what I can get for him. Okay. Would you be interested in Ramos? I would. I absolutely. I, I yeah. I've been interested since the beginning of the year. Yeah. And I, I and and I thought we had a tentative deal, but but you know, so I'm still interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I pick up the phone and shop Ramos. And if I'm Bill, I, I, I got to do something. You're too close not to do anything. Yeah, well, I mean, his history has shown he's, willing, he, he's probably willing to, to do something, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see something. I'd be shocked if we don't see anything um, before August 5th from him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or, or would you be shocked with the other two guys, the dudes and the bulls? Uh, if they don't do anything, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm probably more the dudes than the bulls. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good enough. All right. So we'll see. Yeah. So we'll have some stuff to talk about next week too, because we got Rosario, Duffy, and uh, possible trades. All right. Uh, we do have a twib note this week, uh, brought to you by Schaefer. Schaefer, the one beer to have if you're having more than one. Uh, Victory Brewing Company, Liberty Bell Ringer. You ever had it? I, I don't think I have. It's pretty good. It's a double double dry hops, double IPA. Does it mean anything to okay. you? Okay. Say again? Does, does that mean anything to you, double dry hops? 
Um, probably not as much to me as it does to 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 Rick. But it, I'll throw something out there and let Rick correct me later. I think a dry hop is done after the wort has 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 boiled. So you you throw these hops in afterwards. Okay. Uh, it's more, gonna, for, for, more, more for flavoring, if you will. 8.7% uh, ABV and a 91 on the Beer Advocate. And I agree with the Beer Advocate. I thought it was really good. Okay. Yeah, yeah 90, anything over 90, don't you think it's, it's probably a good number if you're going Beer Advocate? Yeah, the, I think last week's I had was an 87. I thought it was an eh. And I can't remember yeah, what right. it was. Yeah, right. Right. So that falls into the category, anything over 90. Yeah. All right, yeah. So I thought it was really good. I had, I had two of them uh, with... Uh, with something to eat, yeah, it was it was good. You gotta you gotta you gotta be careful. It's eight point seven, so it's getting a little high, but it's good. I so it. let me let me let me ask you something. Um, when you get the beer, do you look at the beer advocate rating first, or do you taste the beer and then look at the, the rating? I taste the beer, make my opinion, and then go to beer advocate. Okay, all right. That's that's, so I don't that's get a good sweet. way to do it. Yep. Yeah, it's a scientific hey, process. Well, when we were out in uh, when we were out in, in Cleveland this week, we stopped by Southern Tier. I'll, I'll tell you what, there there are some fantastic beers by by Southern Tier, and they have a partnership with 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 Victory um, Brewing, so you can get some Victory beers. Um, but get guess guess the beer that they had on tap um, there from Victory at at Southern Tier. Golden Monkey. There you go. There you go. Yeah, and, and there were a couple Golden Monkeys that were that were had. Which, uh, which I understand you talked to him a little bit about the Golden Monkey Award, how you and I are kind of figuring out what to do here. Well, it's not just you and I. Let's throw this back out there to everybody as a reminder. What should, here's this week's question, what should the Golden Monkey Award represent? Right? Everybody text me. Don't text all. Text me. So we're going to accumulate this. We're going we're gonna to play this one through the end of the year, right? We're not going to announce that before the end of the year. No, no. That would be the winner. Winner. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we, we, we keep people. That's a teaser in the show business. Because <laughs> we're in the biz. Yeah, we're in the show business. All right, let's move on. Uh, today in baseball history. So I picked out some things that would be a, a nice little bump to your rotisserie team and a, and a one not so nice bump. Uh, 1972, Nate Colbert becomes the second player to hit five homers in a doubleheader. Uh, he's, apparently, he saw Stan Musial do it as a kid in 1954. Uh, so Nate in game one went four for five with three runs, five ribs, and two homers. Game two, he comes back three for four, four runs, eight RBIs, and three homers. That's 13 RBIs and five homers in a day out of one guy. That's a nice so, little so, bump. So you're putting this out there to give people hope. Is that right? Like yeah. people like me hope? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, you know, it only takes one or two days, right? Okay, can I, squ can I squash everybody's hope? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, these these were nine inning doubleheaders. Yeah, I think I'm okay. Uh, All right, we'll see how it I can goes still here. hear you. Yeah, all right. A uh, and real quick, uh, what's your walk off? Um, walk. -off. Boy, uh, walk-off. Let's see. Because um, I did so well last week in, in the walk-off, stealing yours, thinking it was mine. Um, actually, I just want to uh, thank Bob, Bob, Tom, um, Bill. We had a good trip in, in Cleveland and you know, went to a game there. Actually, two games, day and night, and then drove to Pittsburgh. So we actually saw two games in two cities. Um, Bob Kirk didn't go. 
But one of the things we actually did in between there was we went to the um, Rock, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He, you've heard of that, right, in Cleveland? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, it, it was really strange that they were um, they had all of the Hall of Famers that type of thing. But Carol King was there. She was. And you know there. Carol. You've yeah. heard Carol King, right? Yep. Okay. And she 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 passed me a note and it said, "It's too late. I know you really did try to make it." <laughs> yeah, okay. Now, nah, okay. That's, that's more of a that's more of a cold <laughs> open. But yeah, it is it is too late for my team and. I'm kind of sign off with with that. <laughs> That's funny. You had me there. It for was a a, it was a fun time there. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is really cool. Okay. Uh, and and oh, one other thing, one other thing. We I just found out who Eric Burden, B U R D O N. He kept appearing in different parts, either on the music that we were playing or in the Hall of Fame. Have you heard of Eric Burden from the Animals? Yep. Uh, okay. So you knew him as the animals. So did Tom. I knew him from War. Oh, War. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, you couldn't get really two more different. Well, you could, but I, I, you know, good for him for spanning two different groups and being in the Hall of Fame twice. Yeah, I think Steve Winwood might be in the Hall of Fame twice as well. Oh, for solo career and as part of uh, was it Traffic? Traffic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Wow. I, I think there's a couple people like yeah, that, but yeah, really yeah. cool. If you ever have a chance to go to to Cleveland, um, I would suggest, you know, stopping in there for a couple of hours. It's really, really well worth the time because, you, you know, you, like myself, are a, uh, a music lover. Um, what are you walking off with? All right. I'm walking off with uh, – I, I, I've come to a realization that I've had the wrong uh, role models in my life. What? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you would think like your dad, your brother, your friends, maybe a work mentor, and and I've really realized that what these people have done is to guide you into becoming a good provider, loyal friend, conscientious worker, loving husband, wisdom-filled parent, and and it dawned on me that's all for others. None of it's for self. So my new role model, starting today is my wife's cat, Monroe. That thing does whatever he damn well pleases. The, the other morning, Jamie, I came downstairs where I work, right? He threw up on the rug down the basement, walked to the slider, to, I let him out of, out of the house. 15 minutes later, he walked back in. I let him in. He got something to eat, got something to drink, threw up on the floor, then walked upstairs, took a nap on my bed. That's... That's who I'm going. That's my role model now. Yeah. That's no, wait a second. You probably haven't done that since you were 22. <laughs> that's I'm going to be like that. That thing. That's my role model. And none of that is about any other person but himself. And that's how I'm going to behave the rest of my life. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, hey, you know what? <clears throat> As we enter into this phase of our life. Um, that's pretty much what, what it's all about now, isn't it? Yeah, self. Yep. That's what I'm cool. going with. Yeah. Hey, did, did we talk about upcoming guests? Did we already do that already? We did. We got the uh, Bearcats next week. Yes. Okay. So hopefully um, I'll have Tom on. He can talk about his team, you know, maybe provide a few more stories, um, some, some strange goings on in, in Leesport with some animals and stuff like that. So uh, maybe he can fill us in um, – if we can remember, we'll ask him about the coyotes in Leesport. 
Right. Okay. Yeah. All right, champ. I'll talk to you next week. Uh, hey, good luck to you, Chief. You got it. See you.